0: I recently read a biography called Worst President Ever. It's a biography of James Buchanan. He was president from 1856 to 1860 and historians and scholars alike typically assign him as the dubious role of worst president ever. What made Buchanan so bad? The answer is that he was the president from the election of Lincoln in November of 1860 to Lincoln's inauguration in March of 1861. And it's during those few months that's when the South seceded from the Union. Now, Lincoln is the president-elect. Constitutionally, there was nothing that he can do from preventing the South from leaving. He had no constitutional powers during that lame duck period. The president was the lame duck, James Buchanan. Now Buchanan was a Southern sympathizer, however, he felt constitutionally the South was not allowed to secede from the the Union and what they were doing was illegal. However, Buchanan felt constitutionally there was nothing that he could do to prevent them. He felt that he didn't have the power to compel them, to persuade them, or to intervene on any level. And it was during those fateful months, that's when the South seceded, and most scholars feel that had Buchanan actually risen to the occasion, had he intervened in any kind of way, whether it had been with force, with some form of coercion or persuasion, it's very likely the Civil War wouldn't have either occurred or been nearly as bloody as that as it was. And that's why he's labeled worst president ever. After reading the book, I was bothered by two questions. Number one, why is it that Buchanan didn't do anything? Meaning, he felt constitutionally he was handcuffed. There was very little that he can do. But what led him to that conclusion? Why did he feel, what was really driving him internally from resting on his laurels, from throwing his hands up in despair and saying, nothing I can do? Why was he that kind of person? Number two, I was, I was concerned or a little curious. Are we being a little unfair on this guy? Meaning, if we just delete those last few months of his presidency, so Buchanan's presidency from 1856 to 1860, is fairly anonymous. Like a lot of the Presidents during the mid-1800s, you never really heard of them, you don't really know what they did, because although it wasn't spectacular, it wasn't horrible. So I was wondering, are we being a little harsh on a fellow? So he made one bad decision of inaction. He didn't do anything for those few months. So he made a mistake. Are we being too cruel for, for a fellow for making one mistake? He wasn't perfect. Just delete those few months. Is that the only thing that we call him the worst president ever? I recently was studying a passage by Ral Bagh. Bagh is one of the early commentaries and the early great sages and commentaries on the Torah. And he's discussing one of the Ten Commandments, Kaberis Avicha Vyasimecha, honor your father and mother. If you look at the verse carefully, it says, Kabeiris Aviha L'mani Yamecha Al-Hadamah, honor your father and your mother so that you live a long life on this earth. Now typically, that cause and effect of honoring your father and mother so that you live a long life is generally considered to be something of divine origin, meaning if you honor your father and your mother, so God will supernaturally intervene and bless us with long lives. Raul Bag interprets that verse on a less cosmic level and a far more natural sequence and cause and effect. He explains that when there's a breakdown or where there's dysfunction in the family order of things, and when children aren't honoring their parents, that creates a dysfunction of order. And when you have that dysfunction of order in a household, it's going to end up leading to dysfunction in the greater community, within an entire country. And when you have dysfunction and breakdown in order in a country, it can lead to civil war, and lives will be lost, and people will die young. And he explains the verse as, Kavedis avicha Go honor your father and your, and your mother. By doing that, now you've exercised your muscles of order, of structure within the household. And in turn, Laman yarichu alha What happens is is now internally as a country, on a grander scale, there's order, there's structure, there's good communication, there's good interactions, and there won't be civil war, and you'll live a longer life. Rabbi is teaching us a fascinating thing. You see, typically when we think of dysfunction in relationships, we tend to compartmentalize them. Meaning, if I don't get along with my spouse, let's say, or with a friend, we typically put that inside of a box and we say that breakdown of order, that dysfunction, it's just between me and that other person. But my other relationships in my life, well, there there's structure, there there's balance, there we don't have those breakdowns of order. Well, Bob is telling us two things. Number one, dysfunction in, relationship, in relationships is not compartmentalizable. And if you have discord, if you have a lack of order, if there's dysfunction in a small, in any relationship in your life, it's going to carry over into other relationships in our lives. And if, for example, we don't honor our parents the way we should. Rabag says you should realize it's not just going to be limited to that little box, but rather it's going to spread like a cancer into other relationships in our lives, and there's going to be dysfunction in other relationships as well. And Rabag says number two, recognize that oftentimes the biggest breakdowns of order, things like civil war, societal breakdown, those are really just large scale breakdowns and discord of things that started started off as being smaller breakdowns. Meaning if you just would have honored our parents, we just would have taken care of those smaller dysfunctional relationships, we would have exercised the strength and the muscles of dealing with relationships, and when it comes to other areas in our lives, we would go ahead and we would have stability, we would have harmony, and we can prevent things like civil war if we just go ahead and recognize that all of the relationships in our lives, they're not compartmentalizable. And if we recognize that, we can end up living a longer life, and we won't have disharmony and God forbid tragedy and civil war in terms of our interpersonal relationships on a very, very big scale as well. It's interesting, James Buchanan was also the Secretary of State under James Knox Polk. What was fascinating about that relationship is that Polk and Buchanan clashed heads all the time. And Buchanan didn't really like that. He found that very uncomfortable. So when he got elected president in 1856, he stacked his cabinet with a bunch of yes men. As a matter of fact, his secretary of state was senile and he functionally acted as his own secretary of state. He had nobody creating any friction, any kind of discord within his own cabinet. So for four years as president, he never had the opportunity to exercise those muscles of friction. And he never learned the skill of dealing with breakdown in relationships. And he wasn't capable when four years later when the South secedes from the Union, he never learned the skills of What do I do? How do I deal with disagreeing factions within a bigger country? Because of the smaller breakdown interpersonally in his own life and with his own relationships, interpersonal relationships in his cabinet, that led to the Civil War in the sense that he didn't have the skill set to deal with the dysfunction and the breakdown of an entire country. It's noteworthy and interesting, James Buchanan was the only president who was a bachelor. He never married. He never learned the give and take that spouses have, how to deal with disagreements, how to deal with a little bit of conflict, and how to grow and become a stronger person. Buchanan never had that on a personal level, in a marriage, and with his cabinet, dealing with political disagreements. And it's very possible that's one of the reasons and one of the factors that led to the Civil War. He just didn't have the skill set to go ahead and negotiate disharmony and disunion. And it led to the death of so many, so many people. Let's keep that in mind when we have our relationships recognized. Relationships are not compartmentalizable. If there's breakdown, if there's dysfunction in any relationship, in your life, you got to deal with it because if you don't, it can lead to dysfunction in other areas of our lives and those dysfunctional relationships can be really, really, really tragic.